Hey, thanks for listening to the Wannabes 1v1 series. This week, we have Sock, who is the number one player in Sydney at the moment, Fox Main. I find that out mid-episode. And one of those times where I just reached out on Twitter. I said, hey, I think you have a cool mindset. I think you'd be great to have on. And I was damn right. He was a great guest. We talked about what it's like to live in a region with less players what it's like to have to play netplay based on your family's internet usage it was just really great having him on Um, i think i made a new friend one of those things and that's about it oh if i sound tired no johns but i did have to wake up at five in the morning to record this because he lives in australia and i don't and that's a 14 hour time difference so I think it worked out pretty well. Pretty good episode, and I hope you all enjoy. Follow us on Twitter at the Wannabes Pod. That's about it. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode. So yeah, I'm really happy you came on, man. Um, I know this is probably the fastest turnaround of, like, catch wind of someone. I, you you made one comment on Fiction's Fiction's tweet, tweet yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I checked out your profile. I'm like, wow, this would be such a perfect person to talk to because your experience is probably so different than mine. Um, and you're, you're talking about very similar things that I think about. So... Um, sure. Yeah, I want to give you the space to kind of like introduce yourself a little bit, um, just your little bit of your background, and then we'll really dig into that mental stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, so I'm from a place called um, Emu Plains, which is the most Australian-sounding place <laughs> on earth. Um, so that's about an hour west of like the like heart of sydney um so i grew up here i've been raised here and i've i've lived here all my life um so yeah very far away from the u.s (laughs) yeah and um yeah i also want to say like i hope you and your family are safe i know there was the summer for you was the bushfires yeah are you uh yeah you passed the the bad of it uh yeah kind of it's it's pretty close still. It's like, so there's this place called Springwood, which is about 30 minute drive, um, west of me. And that's like this place called like the blue mountains, like this, like these mountainous areas. And that's just like burning quite a lot, but, um, it seems to be all right. Uh, we're at like the feet of the mountains and, there's not many trees around my area, so it's all right. Like, it's not going to spread to me. So we're, we're, we're pretty safe. Yeah, I mean, I hope you uh, aren't inhaling too much of it, but that's uh, that's awful, man. I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right, man. Well, we're here to talk about Melee. Um, so let me <clears throat> let me ask, like, when did you start? When was your first tournament? Um, and how did you, you know, figure out that this is something you wanted to do? Sure. So, um, I started playing in February, 2017. 
Um, I was a Smash 4 player before that pretty casually with um, my friends, uh, like in school, in high school. Um, and we used to watch like a bunch of combo videos and things like that of Smash 4 because we wanted to get better and beat each other in our little friend group. And so when I was watching a bunch of these combo videos, I actually found um, Mango versus, I think, Taj or something. I something like that um and i saw it and i was like well this is crazy but it looks so different like i was like i've never seen this game before and i realized it was smash still i thought it was pretty badass (laughs) so i was like i want to give this a go so i asked if i could get the game for like christmas as a gift from my parents and uh, it arrived and i never got around to playing it really because i was busy over like the holidays around christmas but around february i gave it a go and i was really liking the game so yeah that's that's how i i started playing um i net played mostly after that when i found that uh there was like an australian smash brothers discord uh where people play net play or like just talk about the game in general or organized tournaments so i net played for about like four months um until june where i attended my first tournament um and i showed up at this tournament called york street battles um which is right like in sydney and that was like the first and only tournament of that series i attended i actually attended the very last one uh and i it was like a very small meetup. There was about 15 people there, and I came fifth, which was nice. Hmm. Um, so I was pretty happy with that. You were mentioning that you came and you played against uh, Rainbow. He was the one who won the tournament. Um, Did I go to that same tournament series? Um, you might have. Maybe like a like a previous edition of it. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was my first tournament experience. Um, I got a win versus a player who was kind of notable in the scene at my first tournament, so I was kind of happy about it. Um, and I thought, you know what? That was a lot of fun. I'm going to attend some more stuff. So that's that's kind of how that began. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Um, three years ago. Damn. That is um, highly impressive. Did you... Like, how would you say your practice boiled down in terms of hours and um focus like where did you put your energy in that let's say that first year what was your what was your primary goal that first year um my primary goal was always to be ranked in the state like for the first year Hmm. um i had a very stacked region initially when i first started playing for the first year and a half um, so from 2017 till mid 2018, New South Wales or Sydney, which is the the city of our region, uh, was incredibly strong. We had players like uh, Sora, Rainbow. Uh, we had a player called ZXV, who was or ZXV, <laughs> uh, and he's a chic player who's moved to um, ACT, which is like the capital. Um, but yeah, so like we had a whole bunch of people move away or start to become inactive. Um, so it was it was highly competitive. And so my initial goal was like, you know, I, I really want to beat these guys. I want to be able to get on the rankings because if I'm considered around the level of these players, you know, that's a that's a good place to be, you know? Yeah, 
Okay, so so in terms of practice, where did you? Uh, how much time were you putting in um, net play versus solo practice? Um, were you just? Who do you main, by the way? I did not even. F- this is a terrible question to ask on that's an right. interview, but. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I play Fox. Oh, good. Um, and I'm starting to pick up Marth recently. Uh huh. We'll we'll dig into yeah. that a little later. Glad to have yeah. a Fox main on, uh, fellow Fox main. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, instantly respect you more. Isn't that fucked up? I, I, <laughs> I hear you play Fox, and I'm like, you can just tell I'm hardworking and yeah. smart and handsome. Yeah, <laughs> literally just the three things that come to mind. Um, <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you played Fox. Were you playing Fox off the bat, or did you find your way there? Um, I started off on like you know how I said I played net play for like four months mm-hmm. before I attended my first tournament. Mm-hmm. I went from Falco to Moth to Fox. Okay, within that period. All right. Um, so you went Fox your first tournament though. Yeah, I was all Fox for my first tournament. Cool. Um, I found that he was my best overall. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try commit to him. Good decision. Um, so yeah. Yeah, solid character to commit to. Yeah, he's up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Okay. so, all right. Right, to answer your question, sure. yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, got a bit sidetracked. You're good. Uh, so, yeah, so I would play upwards of like three hours of net play a night. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, about that. I didn't do any solo practice for about the first year of playing because I never thought, like, I'd never even heard that that was, like, a good thing to do. I had no clue, like, Uncle Punch was a thing. I think that was still being developed at the time. Hmm. Um, I just didn't really understand the whole premise behind any of that. So I was was definitely just, like, a massive fiend in the, the net play melee discord we have. And I was just always active and always playing and i just got like a huge amount of matchup experience and like a huge amount of just player experience and play styles and i feel like that's kind of the way i improved because i just got destroyed a whole bunch by people and i just slowly kind of worked at it and improved overall as i i I started off kind of like a rager like i was just annoyed and i was like very emotive like i really wanted to get better um, and so I, I kind of just taught myself through mistakes that I was making and I was like, okay, so don't do that. Don't do that. And I eventually, as I got better, started asking questions for people I was losing to. So that really helped because I was asking for advice. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's really the most of how I got better, even though I was attending tournaments too. Um, I think that the just amount of hours I was putting into it was really helping me out. Yeah, I mean that'll that'll definitely do it. Um, it's cool, like hearing people come up on net play right away. It's it's a different experience, uh, like yeah. across the board. And I think it's a a much more holistic way of learning the game. Even though there are its drawbacks, of course. I mean, um, do you have? This might be a personal question, but do you have good internet? I know Australia has notoriously. Shot initially i had very very bad internet um and so what i would do is i uh, like i was a high school student when i was first starting i was 
like year 10 of high school and so we have like year 10 and then uh, we have our senior year which is 11 and 12 and then you go off to university or like college or whatever uh and so i was in year 10 when i was starting and um i was not really caring about high school as much because i already knew that i wanted to go off and study like a, a business college and so i really just spent most of my time just sleeping in and showing up to school late um, <laughs> and so what I would do is I would stay up really late till all my family were asleep. And so no one was using the internet or like Netflix. And so then I was able to just play at like 1am and I'd play for, for a long time. <laughs> so, all right. So you combined, uh, Gen hours with real improvement. That is, yeah. Wow. That's some That's old right. school shit right there. <laughs> a quick story just on that i um i i did a brief project a couple summers ago and i spoke to dishizwiz and he was yeah he was saying that they would back in the day they would do std or smash till dawn and they would just get a fest going and play from like 8 p.m to like 6 a.m and so right and so that's very reminiscent <laughs> reminiscent of just an old school sort of mentality yeah. Yeah. of like you, you put your hours in, it doesn't matter what time you put your hours in. Um, and for you that, that was a necessity. I mean, it wouldn't work if, you know, people are streaming and, and doing other stuff. So, yeah, that's right. So just like born out of that need, um, you're, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you graduated high school, no problems. Yeah, that was fine. I actually, uh, I ended up leaving at the end of year 10, since that's the last year that's required of school. And as I said, I studied, um, I got my business diploma, um, also did like a leadership and management diploma. Um, and then now I got a full-time job. Um, I'm working as a legal assistant. Um, so yeah, that, that ended up fine. My, my grades were fine. It was just my attendance, which was very bad because I, I just didn't care about school. Yeah. It was boring to me. I hear you, brother. But that's <laughs> great. So you, um, did you recently get this job? Uh, yeah. I actually just started like last Monday. Oh, shit. So brand new. All yeah, right. that's right. Well, now you get to navigate the, uh, the waters of full-time job and Smash. I mean, you are currently yeah. under sponsorship, right? Uh, yeah, I'm actually actively looking for a sponsorship now that my contract has ended. Mm. However, while my contract is still being drafted, like to sign back on, uh, if I don't find another uh, or like a, like a better offer till then, you know, I'll just sign back on otherwise. But but yeah, I'm I'm kind of technically a free agent right now, but I have been sponsored for the last year or so. Cool. And how's that been going? Uh, yeah, that's that's been fantastic. So um, the team that I've been playing for is um, called Atletico, and Atletico is like a very old school Australian esports team. They've been around since like two thousand and four. Um, they've, I think it's primarily been like Counter Strike that they've had back in twenty fourteen. Um, their roster used to have like the 100 thieves counter-strike roster so they they were pretty pretty big back then and they kind of made a resurgence in the last like year and a half and um 
when they kind of were booting back up, they looked into the FGC, and so uh, that that was fantastic because it was great to be able to be part of a team that already had a lot of history behind it, uh, was well known, had a good reputation. Um, so it's been fantastic. They've been helping me out, getting me to uh, tournaments within Australia. Um, but yeah, it's good. They pay for like flights and stuff and accommodation. They help me out. That's great. And they got you to um, Genesis, right? Um, they helped me towards getting to Genesis. However, flights are very expensive, so yeah. a lot of it was out of pocket. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> I know I'm, my sister actually lives in Australia. She lives in um, Narrabri on the oh, east, <laughs> the east side. Um, I think that's New South Wales. <laughs> oh, well, I'll cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine um yeah so i know that flights are crazy expensive um so it makes sense you know that they don't want to cover you in full it's cool that they helped um yeah yeah but yeah i i wanted to shoehorn in genesis because that was your first major and from what i saw yeah. you you put on a really really solid performance so um yeah take me through we'll start like how did you prepare for going to genesis um so yeah that was my first international major at least we have like majors within australia sure, sure. but um for genesis i don't know i i feel like i almost had like a head start from some of the other players just because of the sheer amount of matchup grinding i'd done on that play so it wasn't like the usually the common problem for australian players playing internationally is that americans play so many different characters you just find so many mid tiers and low tiers but it didn't matter because like actually one of the 2am fiends on net play um is this dr mario player and so I actually already had matchup experience going <laughs> to Genesis, um, which I which no one else really has. Um, Doctor Mario matchup experience in Australia, so that was like I was pretty lucky. Uh, I just I just grinded a lot. I played a lot of net play. Every tournament that we had, I would go to. Um, so I don't know. It was just mainly like just really targeted practice to things that I've really needed to like sort out, like. There was a day that I dedicated to, I just sat at home and did like practice ledge dashes for like five I hours. you were going to say ledge dashes. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just sat at home and practiced ledge dashes five hours straight. And then I just like, I practiced, um, just, I don't even know, just like up throw chain grabs. If I ran into a fox man, you know, I just kind of covered all bases just in case. Um, I even played a lot of hours uh, versus like DKs and like just in case I ran into like a low tier hero mm -hmm. or even Game and Watches. Just I just didn't know who I was going to go against, so I just played against everyone I could. And then even like when I found a really good player, I said, "I know you don't play this character, but you're good, so it's good enough experience. Can you play X low tier for like twenty minutes?" And then I would just grind that matchup. So I just tried to, you know, make sure I wasn't going to get caught off guard. Almost, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, so, in terms of mental prep, I mean, there's always a huge... I think every every Smash player has um, this issue in one way or another, but, you know, you're going to a super major. Um, there's a lot of implications. There's a lot on the line in terms of rankings and notoriety. And, yeah. you know, how do you 
um, deal with those expectations on yourself. And um, especially when you're flying, you know, 24 hours, um, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe a little less. This is in California, but um, how do you kind? Of, yeah, how do you how do you bring that all together and kind of deal with it before you know playing in bracket? Um. So the way that I try and think about it is just like I don't know. I always draw back to like myself, like just thinking I know what I'm capable of. I know what I like. I know I'm good enough to win this, or if I think that I'm not good enough to win, I think about what I can take away from it. Like, that's kind of my mindset going into it. Um, For the tournament, I just thought, I'm either going to do very well and prove that Australia is a region to look out for, or I'm going to get my ass kicked, go home, and then practice for another five hours a day until I fix every thing I did wrong. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of it. It's just like I don't know. I just I try and have a very positive mindset in in terms of just like how I take a tournament. And so regardless of how I went, I just wanted to make sure I enjoyed the experience, learned as much as I could, made friends, you know, I just tried to make the most out of it cuz overall it's it wasn't as much a genesis like me going to Genesis as it was me going to America, you know, checking that off my bucket list, going to Disneyland, like <laughs> it, it was more than just Genesis. So I, I wasn't going to take it too hard regardless, you know? Yeah. And so doing well, who were your losses by the way? Uh, Sunze and Billy Bo Peep. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. Those are insane losses. <laughs> Those guys are amazing. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you go to Genesis, you um, do great. I, you you probably exceeded expectations in seeding. I don't know what. what yeah, you seeded, I was but... seeded three hundred and fourteen. Wow, yeah, super exceeded. And so <laughs> then you get to continue on and just have a killer holiday in the states. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. Shit, like how how do you beat that? Um, <laughs> so here's here's the flip side of that, you know, uh, expectation problem is you know you mentioned that if you did poorly you'd be hyper motivated and practice if you do Mm. well do you keep that motivation how do you kind of keep yourself looking you know forward or keeping yourself present and you know continuing on your improvement journey i actually made a tweet as soon as i lost the tournament saying like i was super happy with myself but let me just i have it on my phone right here yeah okay Mm. so it says I know exactly what I need to improve the Fox Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then when I got home, I just messaged Sora. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to be asking you to play very often now. Just making sure that you're keen to play in the evenings because I need to really get good at this matchup. It's my worst matchup by far. And I know that I can really just level up that step further if I get good at this matchup in particular because it's so common. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel like my motivation per se really goes away because my main goal right now is to be the best player in OCE. So that means that I have to at least get ranked 37 in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, a good benchmark, I'd say, to to being good. Um, yeah, it's the Fox Ditto in particular is so crazy because I feel like with some matchups you can more or less have them solved like take luigi sure 
Give yeah. give yourself fifteen hours against a good Luigi. Um, study it a little bit. Understand some frame data, like a little bit of frame. And you'll data. figure it out. You'll yeah. figure it out, and then you just keep yourself generally warm and in practice, and you could kind of yeah you know prepare well for Luigi. Fox Falco. It's chaotic. It's you need to just like have your knives sharpened at a moment's notice. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's why, you know, I think that's why foxes are so nice to each other is because at any We understand point, our pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we definitely like sympathize harder with other foxes. Um, yeah. I think a small part of it too is like, I want to be on good terms with every single fox in my region so that if I'm like, yo, we, I need to play the fox ditto, they'll be down to play with me. Yeah, for um, sure. So I I consider myself really lucky because um, I have a th- about three foxes that are at my level in the region. Just like at any point we could take a set oh, off each other. It's amazing. Super competitive. And then, then there's like slots. I have none. Hacks. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> hella lucky. I can't imagine yeah. where you have one fox. How, how far away does Sora I've live? W- uh, Sora has moved from... New South Wales to Victoria, so Sydney to Melbourne. That um, means nothing to me. How far? <laughs> so that's like, sorry, that's uh, that's the state below me, but it's still technically like twelve hour drive. So you have to take a flight. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are yeah. So that's like net play exclusive. Um, yeah, that's right. Other than majors, I don't see him. Yeah. Shit. So yeah, you just have to trust in your net play and i mean yeah it sucks <laughs> i'm just sitting here feeling bad for you <laughs> <laughs> it's all right um yeah it's it used to be better when he was at tournaments but you know he was happier in in melbourne so it's good on him mm-hmm. he made the right move to melbourne is a more stacked region than sydney um so that it's good they have like way more people show up their tournaments it's like 40 or 50 people turnouts while sydney's like 25 so that's uh that's all right that's pretty impressive that's good stuff yeah for sure yeah all right so let's let's get into some more some more like higher level concepts here because um i know you're thinking about it i know you're tweeting about it (laughs) um so we talked about improvement a little bit um, and we talked about like preparation mindset. Um, yeah. So in game, um, I know on netplay early on, you said you were a rager. Everyone's a, a rager on netplay. That's like, yeah, that's just what that, that comes it's very with true territory. But, um, at these <laughs> tournaments, um, how are you preparing? Maybe not preparing, but how, how are you thinking about these sets um, and when you're in the middle of it, how do you keep yourself focused? Or do you have any exercises or philosophies that you keep to? I I have this very, like, basic philosophy, and that's just no one's unbeatable. Like, everyone makes mistakes. And I just try and think of it like... It, it sounds like a very silly mindset, and I would always get in trouble for having this mindset. But I always just try and think that the best way to improve is to kind of think of yourself as, like, the protagonist. Mm. <laughs> uh and just like i would show up to a tournament and just think okay everyone else is just really good ai almost <laughs> and everyone can be figured out in a way and so there's two sides of it for me whenever i go to a tournament where i make friends and they're the people and then we sit down and play on the setup and they're just 
really good robots and I just have to figure them out. Wow. And it's just like, I think that's kind of my mindset going into it. It's just like, maybe it's an uphill battle, but I just know it's still very possible. And so uh, I, I try never to count myself out because I find that the only time that I ever make upsets are when I know that I can win. Yeah. Cool. That is very simple. And it really gets the job done. Um, yeah. It takes it takes away all the like the that those human layers that get in my way sometimes um, when I'm th- playing a friend or or you know playing a, a top hundred player that like oh who's this guy you know they're so good yeah like sure <laughs> it's not not helpful thoughts um, great do you yeah I mean yeah. you you kind of process it a little when they're like a really good player like you know when I was about to play Sunze he just came off beating Nun and Moki. And so I was like, oh, you know, that's that's a rough cop. Like, that, <laughs> it kind of sucks to, to have to uh, happen to me. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, I have Sora in my region. I could show him some stuff. And then I almost clipped him very hard. Like, there was this really sick combo that I got during our set. But I was like, you know what? Even though he's really good and he still beat me solidly, I'm like... It just wasn't that far apart. It felt like I was just losing some neutral exchanges, mm-hmm. and I just need to punish it a little harder. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, I, I don't feel upset about it just because I'm like, okay, he's a really good player, and I respect that, but I also know exactly what I could have done, so it's not like I just am going to roll over and just take the L forever, if you get that. Yeah. That's definitely some protagonist shit. Um, <laughs> I need to introduce you to my co-host, because... Wasabi is, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but every time he's at a tournament or something, he'll he'll tweet some some manga, just like that's hype. About I respect that he has a folder <laughs> of different, you know, different sections that resonate with him, and depending on the the time, you know, he'll, <laughs> he'll post something different. Um, that's sick. Yeah, I think I think what we're kind of you know hovering around are two ideas, which is like. You know, uh, the macro idea overall of, like, it's never complete. We're always improving, right? Mm, um, yeah. No, You know, if win or lose, you could kind of go either way with how you think of it. It seems that you are always kind of focused on the, like, the journey of it. You know, you, you're not... Yeah. Yeah. You're not kind of settling where you're at, but you're not, um, you know, you're not, like whipping yourself constantly trying to improve you you, you seems like you're in a very um healthy place especially since you got a job you know (laughs) and and yeah it's nice you're not trying to shoehorn melee in as your financial stability um yeah i mean if if that could happen by all means i would definitely do that but it's just not realistic sure it's just like nintendo just doesn't support us so it's like why would i bother um just literally living my life at the mercy of a huge corporation you know like i'd rather just get a job and then just kind of make it a side thing because i find like having a hobby when you work is really important to just have something to to work at and watch yourself improve at and just have like kind of measurable tangible success at yeah and just watch yourself like get better um and so i'm like that's kind of what melee is for me it's just really nice to have just a process almost for sure yeah i mean you're, you're telling me brother like it's uh since I've, I've been working for a few 
years, my first job out of school was not as hard as it is now. And I think now that I'm like taking my career more seriously, Melee has become equally more important. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I totally resonate. And that's something me and Will talk about all the time. Um, it's, it's, it's important to kind of keep everything in perspective, but Melee is something that you can... I like how you phrased it, like see tangible results, see yourself improve. Mm. Um, and that's really important. So yeah, th- those are kind of like, those are the things that we um, really see agreement on. And then the micro is very interesting how how you take these tournaments. Um, I like how you detach a player's ability to them as a person. Um, the way yeah, I, I think they're two different things. Yeah, do, uh, For sure. I want to I want to kind of dig into that a little more. Um, is that something you picked up, or is that something that you like tried out and, and figured you liked it? Um, it actually changed throughout the years for me. Um, when I was very young, um, the reasoning behind it was different to what it is now. Um, I used to just have like an an ego when I would play like competitive games, and I would I was into Counter Strike quite a lot. And whenever I played, because you're not seeing someone's face when you're playing, you just see the character, you just start to detach the person behind it from the character. And so you start thinking of ways to beat the character instead of the way to beat the person. And that's just kind of like what I always used to be like. And so I used to always think, okay, well, I could be the best in the world if I just keep beating every other character. I don't think I need to beat every other person. And I, I still... I kind of stopped thinking about like the person's life behind it and how they came to be good at what they do. I just think I can beat them if I play well. <laughs> like that's kind of how it evolved for me. And while instead of thinking I'm always the best, like I, I used to, I, I can understand and know how to take a loss um, as I kind of matured and got older, except I still have that mentality where like, you know, it's, it's possible and it, they're, they're not the, they're not a person and player. I just think like they're a person, then they play the game, and then they're the player kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's really helpful in melee. Um, what what um, that makes me think of is the difference of play styles and how at certain points there's there's a little bit of fusion. Um, you know, there's a lot of different shoots <laughs> yeah. out there. You know, a lot of different um, foxes, etc. I could go through the whole cast, but. Um, I think it's important, sure. important to kind of keep those in mind for a tournament, wouldn't you say? Like, how do you do? You just think of them like, all right, this is a fox computer that does these habits that I've learned, like stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, this is fox who spams full hop. Like, okay, then just wait and dash back, and he's always just going to never quite be able to reach me with his bad nair in the skies mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> that's kind of how i think about it or it's just like okay this is a samus who hates approaching and i'm just like okay well i'll just camp you back then i don't like do you know what i mean yeah that's mm-hmm. kind of just how i think about it and what i think and this will evolve as i become a more experienced player and i think as i break into you know i actually don't think it's necessary for anything between like rank 76 and 100 in the world because that's kind of where i think i sit skill wise but i think anything higher than that this mentality kind of needs to change for me where um it's just like (sighs) i'm trying to think of the way to word it 
Um, <laughs> it's like your skill in the game is very one-dimensional. Some people just favor certain things to get them to win. And even though there's layers to it and mix-ups, ultimately they're the same kind of player that you see everywhere else. There are just players who will panic and then jump to the top platform and sit there and just shield drop bear you because they don't know what else to do. It's players who will just shield in the corner and try cheese you when they're on last stock. Like, there's just these things, like, that categorize players. And as they get better and they understand the game more, that changes and it, it starts to become a deeper game. But I think at the point where I'm at, I'm just seeing a whole bunch of people around that level that still have that habit. And I think that as I'm getting better, I'm seeing myself, like, have that less. However, I think it definitely exists. And because I'm a person who still has that, it makes it kind of easy for me to identify it almost. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's that's fascinating. Um, you're making me think of my own sets. I, I had a local two days ago um, where it's almost like I, I remember exactly what happened when I, my back was in a corner and it's almost like your uh, survival instincts turn on. Yeah, all your primal sudden, instincts. Yeah, all, all <laughs> of a sudden it's like your true self comes out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Like that's kind of the true self, like, you know, however you want to frame it, there is something that is undeniable and very recognizable about um, what is really going on for a player. And I think I've never talked to someone who's been, who's said it so confidently and plainly as something that's exploitable in people. Um, It seems like you're a player that is constantly aware of, what the other person wants and and how they're going to approach the game that I could only assume that comes from net play where you have to kind of pick, you know, you can't just play yeah. your own game on net play unless you're completely outclassing yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. You, I, I yeah. definitely, that's, that's definitely the way I think about it. It's just like if I run into someone on net play and I'm about to lose, but then I'm like, okay, this whole game is just been dashing back and lasering and then just spot dodge shining me. And so I just think, okay, so what I should do is overshoot to catch his dash back before he can get out of laser, interrupting with an aerial before he can laser after the dash back. And then I should also start waiting for the spot dodge because my reaction time in this situation isn't fast enough to get a grab, for instance. And that's just how I start thinking about it in those situations, I guess. Yeah, that's a pretty general strategy that'll probably take you pretty far i mean that's the high level melee that needs to be played is is playing against the other person um yeah and making sure that you're just constantly adapting and and being aware of it i mean it's seems very basic basic you know level but i think mentality wise um this is a game where people want to put their own personality into it and and really Mm. make it their own and a lot of times that really you know that's only half of it for yeah for a lot of uh for a lot of these higher level matches Mm. um yeah so so what's your experience with you're about to say something sorry uh yeah what i was gonna say was that um what i think is that plays around as i was saying like around what i think my skill level is and below they're very much so trying to jam 
the way that they want to play melee into the way that it should be played mm. and so like i i admit that i still do that um and sometimes i just get really uh, just i don't even know what the word is it's it's kind of it's kind of like an arrogant way to approach the game because you're just trying to force the way that you enjoy the game into like your character <laughs> and so it's just like okay i'm gonna do this option again and again because i think it's cool and then it just doesn't work out because it's kind of one-dimensional it can be picked apart but then what i think is interesting is how top players approach the game and you know you can say different players have different things they're really good at right but they still like when it comes down to it play their character strengths and they only bring out that thing when it's appropriate so for instance what i think is a player like Plop, for instance is amazing on platforms but you don't see him just going to the platform so he can just spam shield drops right mm -hmm. he only goes to those platforms and uses shield drops really well when the situation calls for it while players around my level when we realize when we're panicking we see a situation we're comfortable in and we try and force ourselves into that situation even when it might not be favorable yeah that's so funny like that's exactly the uh the thing i'm trying to crack you know i could i could go through endless sets where that's exactly what's happened and someone you know maybe like a quarter or a half step above me in skill and results um, was just fully aware of what I wanted to do and was there before mm. I could even get there. Um, yeah. So yeah, for me, that's um, definitely full hopping. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the common, that's the common Fox one for sure. Cause it's, it's me too. Cause it's quite good. That's uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it's the good uh, last stock game five. 100% on both of you move. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I've won many a set that way, but I've also lost many a set to players better than me because of it. Right. Yeah, I think um, just getting through a lot of these habits and, you know, that survival instinct type stuff is where a lot of these, like... Because I like what you said earlier about, you know, the 70 to 100 range. That's kind of where you live. Um, I feel similarly. I think that... Um, if it was possible to actually gauge skill in a, um, you know, top 100 panel type thing, that mm. they would have to expand it to 150 or 200 because it would For be sure. so arbitrary after that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what it comes down to is just picking up the wins. And a lot yeah. of times... Or just attending enough, for instance. I mean, Sora had really good wins, but he could only get to two events, so he just didn't make it <laughs> yeah that's definitely an issue for for you guys um that sucks <laughs> but yeah yeah, yeah. I, in in terms of like you know splitting that difference and, and getting to that you know extra threshold it comes down to these down to the wire last stock you know pressures on um situations and yeah yeah it's it's there's a lot of ways to approach it but i think just understanding um that we have things we want and that you know for example like oh i gotta finish this guy you know if you're zero percent there are 120 i feel like there's you just gotta keep playing the same melee because exactly. he knows that you're trying to finish him <laughs> yeah no there's yep you can't you can't fall for these traps and i think the coolest thing over time is not necessarily like how much galint i get on my ledge dashes you know 
It's not about like these combos that I can do. That's not the most rewarding thing. I think the most rewarding thing yeah. for me is how I can, you know, remain vigilant, keep a mentality and, and, you know, pull off wins that I'm not supposed to get or that I have to come for sure. back for. Um, do you feel like a similar vibe with that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think having this rock solid mentality and, and not budging, even when you're being kind of forced into the corner, like, you know how it's, there's like that saying where when like you trap a dog, it'll, uh, and you put it in the corner, it's going to try to bite back. You know, it's going to panic. It's going to freak out. It's, it's not a good thing to do, but it's like, you know, like if you get put into the corner and then you just start doing this one thing as a melee player, mm. It just becomes so streamlined and obvious. And that's kind of how I think about it. It's just like, okay, you put low-level player in the corner and they try bite back and it's just like, you know exactly what they want. And it's just like, well, what if you just keep dealing with the situation as it comes? You know, it's you can't just play good melee when you're w winning neutral. <laughs> like, as soon as you stop playing good melee because you get hit once it's just like that's how you lose yeah 100 percent um so yeah we're talking about like mentality now I, this is this has been great um I, I have a few more questions before we wrap up though um yeah i want to talk about like how your melee career and how your melee journey has um affected or improved your day-to-day -day, your your i guess irl life um do you feel like you've gained any skills from being a melee player or, or gained any perspective that has um improved your life um you know maybe your work or relationships anything like that do you think there's some some crossover there yeah i think it's made me appreciate competition and hard workers a whole lot more um just like in everyday situations where uh, even if it's not necessarily a competition but even if it is like just saying like you know tennis players on the tv i'm not really interested in tennis but when i watch them play i'm like this would literally take years of playing hours a day it's just like insanely disciplined with so much knowledge that anyone who watches the game for the first time is just not seeing there's so much behind it and then when you see someone even like someone who's like a plumber and they come to fix your toilet <laughs> it's like you think oh you know you're just getting someone calling someone in to fix my bathroom and that's it right but that takes them years of knowing all this little bits of information and it just makes me appreciate just knowledge about something specific a whole lot more because it's so difficult it's very difficult to to begin to master something or begin to understand it at a deep enough level that you can be confident to kind of say that you're good at it <laughs> um and i think that's just fantastic because it, it makes me really love and and value profession in whatever way that it manifests that's great yeah appreciation across the board is uh very healthy i would say <laughs> yeah it's a good attitude man um yeah do you, th do you think there's any like direct skills you've gained like do you think that you've learned I guess, how to learn or, or learned how to practice a new skill. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I touched on that when, you know, in that tweet that I was making. And so um, I was saying the idea that 
I, it's kind of like what like Albert Einstein said, if you tell, if you measure a fish's ability by its ability to climb a tree, then it will live its life thinking that it is stupid yeah. <laughs> because everyone is good at something and, and everyone learns differently and everyone does things differently. So if you try to approach the same problem as someone else, chances are you're going to think you're an idiot because you can't do it. Everyone has their own niche way to kind of discover things. And I think that's where individualism and kind of the beauty of humanity in general kind of shines because it's just like, I think that's where individualism kind of comes from. It's just our ability to approach things always different, always slightly different. Everyone has a weird niche. Everyone has a habit um, and it just works for them, you know? And for instance, me, the way that I get better is literally just like, it, it's figuratively speaking i'm kind of just ramming my head into a wall until i break through <laughs> i brute force my way to improvement like that's kind of my approach to it like i just slowly but surely get better as i experience more things and take it in but the way that i do that is just by amassing huge amounts of it over years um, so yeah it's it's great to see some people do better through vod reviewing for hours on end that's why uh drug fox for instance, his lessons are popular because there are quite a lot of people who get better at um, by looking at how they played before and taking it apart bit by bit. Um, so it's it's just great to see that there are all these different methods of improvement. I think it's it's just a very interesting thing how that changes for people. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, to touch on my own experience, I've I've been doing this podcast for a bit. We've been interviewing for about four or five months, and I've realized just how different everyone's approach is. But there's, you know, there's some universal stuff across the board, um, you know, in regards to mindset improvement, stuff like that. Sure. Um, and I've yeah. realized that for me, I need to continuously kind of try on different hats and see what that feels like and just yeah you know pick and choose little tiny bits of information here or there you know um it's just like i don't i, I can't do what you do i, I i'm just not built that way yeah it, it's it, that's exactly right and it doesn't make you any worse of a player or anything it sure. just means that you're a different player which is it's a it's a great thing yeah i mean i couldn't imagine amassing you know your your level of proficiency in almost exactly three years now um that's you know i've been playing since 2014 and so you know we there's been you know ibdw is a really good example of this he was a player that came up in the same region as me we were actually mm -hmm. very good friends and yeah i was when he started i had about two and a half years on him um and our first you know our first tournament i was i had more experience i, I beat him but I think his, you know, what drove him just made his improvement so much faster. And I think uh, it's really important for myself, but also I think in general, everyone who sees people come from being worse than them to, to being literal ninth in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just knowing that, like, this is, it, it has to be a unique journey. It has to be our own, That's right. our own approach, because otherwise we are just trying to be something we're not and we're just going to be miserable yeah. the whole time sure yeah i actually 100 percent agree with that i think that making sure that you 
remain yourself and don't try and force yourself to approach things like someone else or like your idol or your favorite player you know i just don't think it's a good idea it's just it's not a healthy thing comparing to uh, yourself to other people in in any way in any area of life and specifically it's it's not good for melee it's it's just not the way to improve it's you have to kind of soul search and find what works for you find what makes you happy find what's efficient find what gets you results you know and uh, you can get that through asking questions. You can get that through just testing things and seeing what you're comfortable with. Um, but ultimately, you can't look at the other guy and see he's moving faster than you and think, man, I suck. You have to think, I can get there. I just need to find out how. And that's all right. Do you know what's funny? I agree with 99% of what you just said. There are some people who can motivate themselves through like man i suck this is not good like funny enough it, it's so counterintuitive i think there's uh, there are a few people out there that even can go like that's how unique this game can be for some people <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's like every, yeah yeah every single thing that you know we that might seem incredibly universal like um if you practice more you'll get better right very universal there are some mm. fucking assholes out here that just you just don't play the game just, for six months and then, and then they just improve <laughs> they just watch and get better you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think if we look at that as like oh man i'll never be as good as uh who's the example of this um infinite numbers is an example of this yeah sure he's been brought up as someone who was just a god-given natural just just by divine intervention became a top 50 player right yeah this is coming from one of his very close friends and this his experience was like he saw how this guy came out of nowhere started beating people with like almost no effort <laughs> like, and i think trying to put yourself in that person's shoes it's like how, how it's frustrating you, yeah yeah you know you weren't you know you weren't touched by an angel like you <laughs> you, you know that's just the way it goes yeah um so i yeah i think that whole this whole relationship that we all have with this game it's like i've said this before and it might sound pretentious i have a feeling you'll agree with it but um it feels like melee is one of the best ways for us to discover our own identity in a way yeah for sure yeah it's it's crazy how that kind of manifests within the game and out of the game as well. It's mm -hmm. I 100% agree. As, as much as whenever I explain that to you know, friends or family, they I sound like such a loser, but I always confidently say it because I 100% agree with you. I think it's it's crazy how this game just brings out who you are in every way. Yeah, and it forces you to make those discoveries. Um, mm. and, and especially through like losses and, um, you know, you know, you're playing someone that you should beat quote unquote. And for some reason your mind escapes, like it teaches you to be present. Mm -hmm. Um, hacks, um, told me once that melee is essentially a martial art in a lot of ways. I mean, it's not as ancient as a martial art. It's yeah. Getting there. It, it's getting <laughs> yeah. Old, it's but, getting there. Um, but I, I tend to agree because I think that 
martial artists don't just learn the motions of a kick they learn it's practice yeah it's it's um dedication it's refinement mm. it's mentality and zen and all these fucking crazy high level concepts and as yeah. a group of you know teens and 20 year olds we're all just navigating this with an intense education of yeah of who we are in a day-to-day basis yeah i i think you're absolutely right it's it's actually just very overwhelming but it's at the same time just awesome it's just this crazy unique thing and it's it's great that we get to share this with like very amazing and unique people it's just no matter where i've gone i've always found that there are these types of people that melee draws in and there's always a uniqueness to each one of them and everyone's just mesmerized that this is this is it like this, this is incredible <laughs> yep and it's crazy that like someone literally halfway across the world that i just found a random thing on twitter you were down to talk because you knew that uh, maybe i'm being presumptuous but you knew that talking to someone about melee is very rarely a bad time yeah that's right (laughs) you know it's just like it's so contextual it's so like who else could understand these things um yeah and that's why i i man i'm i'm gonna come up to the final question but i want to throw it to you if there's anything any final thoughts as of this point it's been great (laughs) yeah it's it's been really good (laughs) cool all right so we're done gassing each other up Let's get to the, <laughs> let's get to the, the real meat here. So we mentioned that melee is kind of a martial art. Let's put, yeah. Let's put you um, as the sensei of a new player. He's been playing for um, let's say a, a year. Okay. And he has you know the basics down. You know they know how to ledge dash, wave dash, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the overall philosophy that you would try to instill in this player to get them to be the best they can be? I think that finding what makes the game, like the reason you enjoy the game, the reason that you want to play the game and what your goals are within the game are very important. I think as I was saying before, um, finding how your kind of personality reflects on the way that you approach the game is mm-hmm. is important. Um, I think just knowing why you're there and why you have a controller in your hand is very important. I think that the only people who get very good very quickly are the people who have a reason to be here like (laughs) you get what i mean Mm -hmm. it's not it's usually not the people who are just there because they have nothing else to do it's the people who are there because they see something unique in it and they like the way that their brain kind of churns out these ideas that they can put onto this almost like a blank canvas right that is melee and i think it's just saying like i'd say to them like find what works for you you know find what makes you happy find what you enjoy but also find how you can best approach it that's great all right part two there are multiple mm-hmm. parts to this question um that's all right this uh this person's going to their first major 
what are three quick tips that you would give this person? Three most important things. I would say don't overthink who you are playing against. Um, focus on playing like the the character and f like how they play instead of the person themselves and their and their status or title. Um, I would say a very important one. Water <laughs> is is water. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Stay on top of it. Clear mind. Don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't do any drugs before you play. Just. Huh. Remain on top of your game. Be as clear-minded as you can. Make sure you've eaten. You know, just be as healthy as you can because all these things that sound ridiculous as a gamer playing a game, like you don't have to go running to play the game, but it is good to also run. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's You want to stay healthy, and I think that's a very important part um, to, to approach any competition you know you want to be in the best position that you can be um and then the third one that i would say is to either it's, it's kind of like a philosophy also it's just like you gotta think of the game as you're either winning or learning that's at the end of the day you can never be disappointed or feel like it's cheesy but there's like i don't think you're really losing if you just go own to it a major but you know exactly what to do to go one and two or two and two or three and two or ten and two you know like as long as you know the next step you're not ever taking a step back i guess wow you you might be uh disappointed you said that already because my last question is <laughs> if you could um give if you only had one sentence to give all of your advice what would that one sentence be Let me think. Hmm. I think no matter how hard it gets, if you can still justify a reason for you to keep playing, keep playing. That is perfect. I want to thank you for coming on, man. This has been That's all right. such a tight hour. That flew. Yeah, it did. That <laughs> actually was, went by so quickly. That was amazing. Um... Yeah. I'm so happy you agreed to come on. I was scared when your <laughs> account got locked. <laughs> I thought you like blocked me or some shit. I was trying to DM you no. for so long. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, that was actually incredibly bad timing. Yep. Thank um, you so much for having me on, though. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, this has been great. Um, and hopefully, you know, next time you're coming to the States, hit me up. If you ever need a place to stay, I, I could lodge you for free. Um, if you're in New York, um, you know, and you could spend some time, maybe go to Hax's nightclub for a tournament. That, like that. sounds amazing. That'd yeah, be no. awesome. Yeah, man. So we'll, we'll keep Thank in touch. You so much. Great meeting you. Um, yeah, nice to meet you too, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been great. Have a good night, man. You too. <laughs>